Before we mourn the death of the nine to five, let's remember that this hasn't always been the case. The nine to five uh, work structure hasn't been around for thousands and thousands of years. In fact, it's less than 100 years. Prior to 1945, it really wasn't a big deal, right? White collar work and, and this office corporate culture is really something that came out of, uh, you know, out of the, the backside of World War II. So this structure has been around, I don't know, 80 some years or so. And, and that was a big part of it because it's almost three generations have come to know this and embrace this. But it doesn't necessarily uh, mean that it's bad that it's going away. In fact, I think what's coming next is even better. But it means we need to shift what we do and how we do it. Fail to do so, and I believe you will find it very hard to survive. I'm going to explain a lot more on today's episode. Don't go anywhere. There's an old saying goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for anyone who's looking. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close, and this is Restaurant Strategy, a weekly podcast dedicated entirely to the hospitality industry. Each week, I leverage my 20-plus years in the industry to help you build a more profitable and a more sustainable business. I also work directly with operators all over the world through my group coaching programs to address and overcome the specific challenges we face in our industry. If you're curious to learn more, then please set up a free 45-minute strategy session at restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. I'm telling you, I can show you how simple it can be to run a more profitable restaurant. That address is restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. As always, you'll find that link in the show notes. Now, thousands of restaurants across the country use Kickfin to send instant cashless tip payouts directly to their employees' bank accounts the second their shift ends. It's a really simple solution to a really big problem. Because let's face it, paying out cash tips to your workers day after day, shift after shift, is kind of a nightmare. Tedious tip distribution takes managers away from work that matters. It's hard to track payments, which leads to accounting and compliance headaches. Plus, cash tip-outs create the perfect opportunity for theft. And there's never enough cash on hand to pay out cash tips, so managers are what? They're always making bank runs. Bottom line, there's never been a secure, efficient way to tip out until now. Meet Kickfin. Kickfin is an easy-to-use software that sends real-time cashless tip payouts straight to your employees' bank accounts 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Tipping out with Kickfin gives managers and operators hours back in their day. It makes reporting a breeze and protects your business from mistakes and from theft. And employees love it, so it's one of the best recruiting tools out there. Best of all, restaurants can have Kickfin up and running overnight. Employees can enroll in seconds. No hardware, no contracts, no setup fees. Get in touch today for a personalized demo and see how restaurants and bars across the country are tipping out with Kickfin. Visit kickfin.com slash demo. Now, if you are just joining me, if you're just uh, discovering the Restaurant Strategy Podcast, let me first say welcome. And second of all, let me give you a little context. Let me ground you here. This is episode four 
of a 10 episode arc where we're breaking down the 10 biggest consumer trends we're seeing right now in the market, right? Globally, we're talking about what they are, how they are affecting our industry. Most importantly, I'm sharing ideas for how you can use this, these shifts to your advantage, right? The world is changing and there is something better for us on the other side. I am absolutely convinced of that. Today, we're gonna to talk about the nine to five, right? The pandemic pretty much did away with the traditional nine to five work structure. And hear me out on this one. We are never going back to the way things are. Let me repeat that again. The nine to five, as we knew it three years ago, is dead and we are never going back to the way things were. Think about it. If a meaningful percentage of people never return to the office full time, what does that do to our cities? What about our public transportation, our coffee shops? What about happy hour? What about all the little lunch spots? What about the fancy dinners that hold, uh, that hold closing dinners, right? What happens then? And I really believe that, right? A meaningful percentage of people will never return to the office at least full time. Already, we're seeing a whole bunch of people not returning at all. They are going to stay remote full time moving forward. Then there's another large percentage that's gonna be hybrid, that they're gonna go in the office a couple days a week, or maybe just a couple times a month. Even if that number is 10%, 20%, let's use an easy number, just the 10%. What happens to your business? What happens to your numbers if your revenue drops by 10%? I'm gonna guess and say that doesn't, that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing for your business if you lose 10% of your revenue right? This is a very big deal. This will affect all businesses, but particularly the restaurants, particularly our industry, because we pop up where the people are. So I, listen, I live here in New York City, Midtown Manhattan, all of those places, all of the, the coffee shops, the breakfast places, the, um, the food trucks, the, the, the street cart vendors, the, the salad shops, the sandwiches, the, the power lunch spots, all of that exists as a market that emerged to take care of all the office workers in Midtown Manhattan. Now, many of those buildings are at least 50% empty. Now, maybe they will come back in greater numbers uh, through the rest of the year. But as of right now, they are still, they're still not there full time. And my, my, uh, my guess, my projection, looking at my crystal ball, I'm saying they are never they are never gonna come back. It just doesn't make sense because now employers have discovered that a lot of jobs can be done remotely. A lot of workers were more, uh, were, were more productive when they were home. And a lot of employees now were happier because they had more time with their, uh, their, their family, more time to work out, more time to cook, more time to, to do things around the house. It's just a, they, they, they got back all that time from their commute. So I wanna talk about a, a former client of mine. They're based in Midtown Manhattan. And they have been struggling these last several years. So when the pandemic first happened, uh, they were in Midtown, so they made all their money from office workers. When the offices shut down, uh, the restaurant closed completely. And they're sort of a fast, casual lunch spot. They eventually did open back up, but for the last, I'll say, year and a half, they've just been biding their time, seemingly until, quote unquote, office workers come back to work full time. I've talked to the owner a couple of times, and, and he doesn't have a plan for how to pivot, how to change, how to evolve their business. His whole plan is, 
we're going to sit on our cash reserves, slowly deplete that down, and sort of wait it out and see if they can survive long enough until the workers come back. And maybe that was a plan for six months into the pandemic. Maybe that was a plan for the first year of the pandemic. But now it's been over two years since COVID-19 crisis forced businesses to close and restaurants to close and, you know, everybody to stay home and all that, right? Like, we now know enough. It's easy to say, maybe it's not easy. That's, that's unfair of me to say. To me, it seems obvious what is happening. Employees, right, as we've seen from the housing, uh, from the, the, the employment crisis, employees now have more leverage than they've had in a generation. And so they can dictate the terms of their employment, not just what they get paid, but where they do their work from, the hours they work, all, all of that, just the work conditions. And, you know, we talked a lot about Gen Z the last, couple of, uh, the last couple of weeks. Gen Z now, more than ever, the data shows, are more interested in work-life balance than they are uh, about getting ahead, about, you know, climbing the corporate ladder, about, you know, longevity. They're willing to change jobs to get closer and closer to the kind of work-life balance that they want. So the problem with this business, I believe, is that they failed to adapt. They've failed, uh, they've failed to evolve their business over the last two years. Okay, so then what do we do? How do we stay relevant when our business was built at a different time, right? That, that business, that, that fast casual lunch spot was built to cater to office workers during lunch. What do we do to stay relevant when the business it was built, was launched in a different time. We're gonna cover that in just a second after a word from another one of our sponsors. Pop Menu has reimagined the restaurant. They're breaking the mold of the menu, taking the kitchen doors off the hinges and serving up their most comprehensive technology solution yet, Pop Menu Max. It comes with all the previous ingredients you've heard me mention on this podcast, websites designed with SEO, marketing tools to help keep you top of mind with guests, and of course, the patented interactive menu technology. This new recipe, though, brings automated phone answering to the table, third-party online order aggregation, waitlisting, and more. Pop Menu's phone answering technology, which you guys heard me preview here just a few weeks ago, has your ringing phones covered. With artificial intelligence, the simple questions that keep your phone lines tied up can now be handled by the computer without pulling a staff member from your in-person hospitality. So no more missed calls, missed reservations, no more having to you know tell people uh, your hours or your, or your menu, no more missed orders and missed revenue, and that's just the beginning. You have a passion for food, Pop Menu has a passion for technology. Together, it's a recipe for restaurant success. Now even more digital ingredients are in their technology pantry and Pop Menu is helping restaurants attract, engage, remarket, and transact with their guests on a whole new level. Trust me, if you're a restaurant owner, you need Pop Menu to take your business to the next limit, uh, to the next level. For a limited time only, get $100 off your first month, plus you lock in one unchanging monthly rate. Go to popmenu.com slash restaurant strategy to claim this offer. Again, that's $100 off your first month at popmenu.com slash restaurant strategy. Again, that link is in the show notes. Now, let's finish up this. Let's finish up talking about, uh, about this consumer trend today, right? The death of the nine to five. If we can agree on this, right? Life is never going back to the way it was. It just isn't. For some, it might. 
They'll return to the office. They'll do uh, regular Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 in the office. They will commute back and forth, whatever. But a meaningful percentage of people will never do that. They're only going to be there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Or they're only going to be there one or two days a week or one or two days a month. Or they're moving back remotely forever. What happens now is that people have more flexibility than ever. They don't have to be in the city or near the city. They can move away. They can move anywhere in the world because if they're 100% remote, it doesn't matter where they do their job, right? That's a big, big shift. What does that mean for the restaurant industry? Again, at least now, for the, for the foreseeable future, not anytime soon, life isn't returning back to the way it was in 2018, 2019. So much of our success uh, in any business, but especially in the restaurant business, relies on us reading the tea leaves. And guess what? My tea leaves say that corporate culture just isn't returning. Think about it this way. As an employer, as a big corporate employer, big office, right, you, you now open yourself to more candidates nationwide or even worldwide. You get to save on office space, you can save on computers, utilities, all those expense lunches, all of that, and your employees save themselves, again, that commute back and forth. Thought of another way, that's 45 minutes in the morning, 45 minutes at, the, at night that the employees get back. That's a workout and a home-cooked meal with your family. Why would people, why would employees, after two years of getting used to this new normal, willingly give that up unless they were compensated appropriately to give that up? The answer is, and the data supports this, they aren't. They aren't giving that up. In fact, they are leaving their jobs to go find an employer that's willing to give them what they want, that work-life balance, that remote work, that, uh, that hybrid uh, model that works for them. So if your business was built on commuter culture, you need to pivot. Or, as I like to say, because I hate the P word, you need to evolve, right? How do we do this? By looking at your audience or by finding a new audience. I will remind you of the ABCDs of marketing. We've talked about this before, ABCD. It stands for audience, branding, competition, and differentiation. This is a way to position yourself in the market. A stands for audience. Audience is a group of people that have a problem that you are uniquely qualified to solve. B is for branding. Branding is, is the brand, is the, is the solution you put together. Again, so you identify a group of people that have, a, that have a problem that needs solving, you put together a solution for that group, right? That's the A and the B. C is competition. You look around your market and you see who else is trying to solve the same problem you are. Those are your competitors. Competitors give you a category. You are now part of a group of people, a group of companies trying to solve a problem. So now you know somebody who has a problem, you've crafted a solution to that problem, and you figure out who else is trying to solve that same problem you are. D is for differentiation. You look around everyone in your category and you've gotta figure out how you are different, how you are solving the problem in a different way or in a more compelling way. That's how you convince people to come by from you as opposed to someone else, by competing with them on certain points of parity. A, B, C, D leads to E, and E stands for everything. Every choice you make, everything you do, presents an opportunity to communicate something to a potential diner. So how do you pivot? How do you evolve? By looking at your audience and figuring out what they need. What do they need that you're uniquely qualified to provide? What do they need that they can't get out in the world? What do they need that you can provide a better solution to than anyone else out there, right? 
That's what you do. It sounds overly simplistic, and it is. It's not easy. There's a difference between simple and easy. But in order, in order to pivot, to evolve your business, you need to constantly be looking at your audience and figure out what it is they need that you can provide them with. Here's the thing. The pandemic taught us this lesson in a really sharp, stark way, but this is something we should be doing all the time twice a year, once a year, every so often, whatever it is, we should be looking. We should be looking at our audience. We should be thinking about our business and, and asking ourselves, what do they need? What do they need that I can provide? And I know what we do is so difficult anyway to hire people, to train people, to manage those people, to schedule them, to or, you know make things or you know, get the orders in, check inventory, manage food costs, you know, all of that, I get it. But none of it matters if we're not solving a problem. Because if we're not solving a problem, then people will stop coming to us because they don't need what we have. What we wanna do is create something that people need. So if we look at our audience and say, this is a problem they have, all we have to do is go and tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, I know you have a problem. I created a solution for the problem. Do you wanna see what I, what I came up with? That's the best way to market. If you are solving problems, right, people will need what you have. That's what you have to do. So if you existed pre-pandemic to feed the commuters, people on their lunch breaks, because they live out in the suburbs, they commute in, they work in Midtown, and they come down at lunch and get your food, then great. But that's not what the people need anymore. But there are other people, there are other audiences that do need something from you. So maybe you figure out who lives in the neighborhood. Maybe you cater, I don't know. I don't know the answer. It's different for every market and I'm not gonna begin trying to solve the, the midtown lunch spot solution here on the podcast, right? Plenty of, uh, there's plenty of things that I could suggest to them. Um, they are no longer my client. They, uh, they are doing this their way and I've sort of made my recommendations and they're gonna, they're gonna figure it out or they're not gonna figure it out. But I know that simply sitting around, operating in the red week after week after week after week, two years and some change into the pandemic is not going to get them closer to profitability. Waiting it out, waiting for office workers to come back um, is, not, is not the play here. It's never gonna work and it's only gonna end in one way. So if you're listening to this and you find yourself thinking the same thing, that you're in the same sort of situation, I'm here to tell you there is an opportunity now. It is not too late, you are not lost. There's an opportunity now to change what you do. And I'm not saying it's easy, but there is something simple about this. You look at your audience, you figure out what they need, and you figure out how to provide them with what you need. The takeout and delivery model over the pandemic was the easiest example of this, right? People used to come into us for in-person dining. The government shut us down. Nobody was allowed to be out at restaurants. All we could do was takeout and delivery. So the people still needed to eat. They didn't wanna cook seven days a week. So you said, okay, instead of this in-person experience, I'm gonna provide a really exceptional uh, takeout and delivery experience or an at-home meal kit experience or whatever that is. They pivoted, they evolved their business to support the audience to solve the new problem that their audience have. That's the best thing that happened during the pandemic is that when you had to pivot, when you just had to come up with a, be creative and come up with something new, figure out how to just keep the lights on, you figured out how to look to your audience, how to bring empathy to the table, see what they needed, and provide them with what they needed. That's what we need to do now, and guess what? That's actually what we need to do all the time. Right? I think we learned over the course of the pandemic that, our, uh, that the foundation of our business wasn't, uh, wasn't entirely 
um, wasn't entirely fortified. We could do, uh, we could do things, uh, we could do things a little bit better. So now is our opportunity. So uh, one of the big trends, right? That's what this episode is about. Trend number four is the death of nine to five as we know it, right? The way we knew it, the way we grew up with it, it is gone. It is never coming back, not in the way it was. Now, what what happens? Uh, what happens instead, right? As people move away, as people live in the suburbs, as people stay home in the outer boroughs, in the whatever, what do those people need now? Because guess what? They still need to eat, still need a good time, still need a place to bring their kids, place to get together with their friends, all of that. How can we provide them with that? We've never had to answer that question. So now, go answer that question. Listen, that's it for today. If you need help implementing any of this, I urge you to pick up the phone. Again, a free 45-minute strategy session with me. Go to restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. Find some time on my calendar. Set up a time to chat with me. I want to know about your business. I want to help you work through the issues of your business. And I'll help you implement some of these, uh, some of these solutions. Thank you again for being here. Thank you to all the sponsors for the support. I will see you guys next week.